You are about to listen to a Gods and Movie Makers bonus episode. As promised in our season 1 finale, we will be releasing all of our bonus chats where we talk to our guests about pedagogy, research and film. We recommend listening to our main episode before this bonus chat for the full context of our discussion. For more information about the podcast, the films discussed and reading suggestions, head on over to our website godsandmoviemakers.com. And now for our bonus chat with Peerwit Mooncam. Hello to our lovely subscribers. We're back with Peerwit Mooncam, PhD candidate at the University of Washington, and we're talking about Raya and the Last Dragon and pedagogy. So Peerwit, would you use Raya and the Last Dragon in a classroom or teaching setting at all, or would you use it as part of your research? And maybe if not Raya, would you use something different from film and media? In our main chat, we talked a little bit about some of these soap opera things you've referenced. So maybe they would be more appropriate to use, but over to you. Well, funny that you have this section. So I just finished teaching my class and they just present like anthropology of theme. Mm. <laughs> and but my class presenting science fantasy movies so i pick i give them like 11 movies and then you know try to like uh ask the question about anthropological aspect cultural you know kind of the issue that happened or representation uh, for the movie so i definitely can teach i use raya teach if talking about representation of culture and a part of it you know see if they represented well, and then also like uh, elements that they use in the movie or the story or the scenery or even the dialogue that they're talking about that in the movie could, you know, shed light on how the Southeast Asian culture were practicing there and then we look like. Yeah, it's definitely kind of interesting theme. I haven't thought about that because I kind of want to tackle down this Hollywood you know, version of the movie first, like what is wrong with that? And then also mm-hmm. like before I teach anthropology as well, then I use foreign theme uh, assignment for the student, like mm-hmm. to to watch the foreign theme to many country in, in their own language and especially small scale society or uh non Western society, like, you know, since Southeast Asian East Asia and then have the student try to explain that in an anthropological point of view. So what films then have you assigned? Can we have a taster of some of the ones that you've given? You mean recently or... Yeah, yeah, or whenever, (laughs) any you've done. I'm really interested in... We can put these in our our show notes and... (laughs) I think some of of the film, maybe you did that already. Um, uh, This semester I did the sci-fi fantasy. I used Contact, Gadaka. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Contact and Gattaca, I like it because they, they, they tell you about, like, you know, like uh, the futures of human and Contact. It's kind of scientific base, you know, space and something like that. And then, you know, the other aspect of, like, how concept of time, something like that. And then the other one I use, Midnight in Paris, Finding Neverland. Ooh, how do you approach Finding Neverland? I'm curious. Finding Neverland is a little kind of fantasy, right? So mm. kind of. Even like the Peter Pan itself has become like a center of discussion about you know representation in the movie. So Finding Neverland is a good place too because it's talking about Jim Barry's that write uh, created story of Peter Pan from this family 
And then, you know, they have a lot of fantasy. They have representation of Native Americans, something like that. So, yeah, that's right. I, I want students to, like, touch on that a little bit. And then I have The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which is really mm-hmm. good about the notion of time. And then also, like, along the story, they, you know, kind of tell you a little bit about the presentation of, like, uh, African Americans, that kind of stuff as well. And then Star Wars, <laughs> which is totally a different universe. <laughs> and then the lot, the lot of the Ring. And then the Sandman, there's the new one. Mm. Oh, the new the, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. that must be really interesting to teach. Which, yeah, because you can actually pull some of the episodes out, yeah. and you don't need to watch the rest. Some of them, not all of them, are little standalone little pieces. Yeah, I particularly really like the episode with the harrowing of hell. Yeah, that is the film they use in this semester. <laughs> Good choices. Yeah, I I think you've presented a resume to come back on our next season like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing okay. <laughs> yeah it's it's i wanted a student to expose to this like try to make it the class fun too like it's not just about the anthropological uh, theories or understanding but you can apply this to like the theme as well so next next semester i plan to do the anthropology of the media because i want to expand to like the graphic novel and then also the game you know because i have a lot of games that you know that came up like you know like uh, god of war or elden ring that's you know that they people like play you know a lot and then i just want to have the students see like if you can you know describe or critique that as in an anthropological student and anthropological perspective to the class do you find using these media what are some of the benefits for the students in terms of their learning and then maybe are there any issues that you found in using media particularly to convey ideas to students yeah so like um for example in contact the student presenting about the female scientists tend to be you know kind of get disregard and then don't care and don't look like you know the voice of women also like they have so many films that you know not represented well like oh and the other the other movie that I have them to is Pirate of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. They like the ideas that the movie show how the women main character, I don't know her name. Elizabeth Swan. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth Swan. So, well done, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really like, you know, uh, have like an important role in the movie as well, even though like during that time, you know, like in during British colonial period, this woman is never really, you know, being paid attention or like kind of disregard or something like that. So they like that mm. kind of thing to see. So I think it's a little bit like, kind of nice that they see like that way you know and they learn a little bit like about like the gender role and then sexuality being portrayed in in the movie and the theme with contact and your student talking about gender and representation presumably that was them bringing their reading rather than the thing that you had them go away to think about that movie with yeah yeah mostly like Mm -hmm. i i kind of like have a question but in, in terms of the presentation, so one section like talking about critique or comparison, what do you think? What is anthropological aspect or cultural aspect that you can find in a movie that you can talk about? The concept of misrepresentation or something like that. Mm. So, and they came up with that one. Mm. So, do you give them the set of movies and they can pick and go away and watch one of them on their own time, or do you show clips in class, or do you watch any of them together? This is a good project. So, I have them movie list and then have them sign by themselves which will be the interest to watch and then they watch them their own time with the group and then mm. they you know kind of manage that own presentation yeah 
And are there any difficulties as opposed to doing never studied anthropology? So I don't know if they're like, let's say a more conventional anthropology class where you might have set readings. Do students really enjoy this kind of approach to it and thinking about it? Or do they have any issues with actually writing about film and critiquing a film? I think they enjoyed it. I only have them present, so I don't need them to write anything. So just present. Mm. And then you know, and then also part of it that I want them to work as a group. So it's kind of key mm. anthropology. It's just for me. I don't know other people might not. But, you know, learn to be like managed as a group. Any problem happens, you need to be able to manage as a group. I, you know, I'm not going to intervene in, in terms of the group. So it's kind of learn, like kind of setting in an internal social setting a little bit and, and you know, if you finish, uh, you graduate, you need to work with other people as well. So something like that. I like the idea of it, a group thing, because at least for me, I go and see a movie or I'm at home watching a movie or whatever. And afterwards, I really want to chew it over with somebody. And my husband does not care. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've watched it. It's now done. I don't need any discussion. I think it's in the discussing after where... I actually form my opinions Mm. and at least my own experience as a student and the way that I've thought about using films pedagogically is it's either in a classroom in front of the whole class and everyone's doing it all together or it's an individual assignment. You take something away, you watch it, you think about it, you answer an essay question or you do a presentation. But I really like this aspect of having it be a group thing because they will then have to talk about it (laughs) in their Mm. group and draw lessons collectively. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice idea. I think quite often throughout even just this podcast, I've come away after talking to a guest and with Katie at length about a film and my ideas about it have changed and mm-hmm. or we disagree on something, but there's that kind of room for interpretive spectrum. So yeah, it's a it's a really wonderful thing. I really like this idea as a class and definitely <laughs> I think we should we should compare some notes with some of the other things we've got lined up for future seasons and see what you <laughs> want to talk about. Because yep. uh yeah, I, I think that'd be really interesting to see what you bring from an anthropological perspective to a lot of these things as well. To just bring it back to Raya, if you were to bring that movie into a classroom in this way, would you introduce it with any of your own thoughts about it like would you say it's a flawed representation of southeast asia or would you just be like here's a movie take it away go and bring your thoughts back i i don't i don't like to tell people how they think so i want them right. to think for themselves so even though like sometimes it's disaster but that's fine <laughs> but some, some people might impress you so i i'm not gonna tell anything so this is a movie you do it and if you have a question so just come ask me or something like that. Mm. i often find re-watching films new things come to light do you ever encourage them to maybe watch it a couple times or yeah like i watch like some series like so many times and sometimes it's kind of like i didn't see this before like something like that mm. so it's happened all the time yeah yeah, maybe this is something we should do post season is rewatch a lot of these films, and we don't need to come back and talk about them again. But I'd be interested to know how much after having talked about them, when I rewatch them again, what do I think about them then? Yeah, I mean, I think the rewatch is super important, and to this film in particular. I mean, we didn't really talk about it in the main episode, but we mentioned it briefly about how they all do this position where they put their hands into a circle 
and then will sometimes hold that over their heads, sometimes at their chest and bow their heads. And it seems to be, it's a symbol of respect and reverence that's made at various moments through the movie. And (laughs) the first time I watched it, I'm thinking, where is this coming from? And then it was the second time that I watched the film just ahead of this recording that I realized that it is the gemstone that they are all mimicking. Mm. And so that second watch was really important for understanding, Mm. oh, here is a way where the filmmakers demonstrated that the myth itself of the Naga saving or the dragons saving the world from the Droon becomes part of human behavior, cultural practice. I was thinking in in Mad Max in Fury Road, they make that and it's the V8. Mm. So they're doing that before the thing and they're holding up eight fingers. So they're, they're right. before the altar of V8, which right. is a really cool little like thing they include because it's like they've reconstructed a religion based on ideas about Valhalla. Yeah. It's they've stripped back a lot of ideas and it's kind of like things have carried over into the post-apocalyptic world and the cult leader or the warlord has created this kind of mishmash of religious ideas and it, it's totalizing in many ways so that's i really like mad max as well <laughs> but yeah the genuflections are really cool it's really nice when you see these places where filmmakers really understand how human beings have how they've developed ritual practice belief systems cultural normativities ways of mm. being and belonging and that they can then say okay well in this world that i've built for this film this is a thing that people do, so how would they do it in this world? Let's rethink mm. it in that way. And it, it demonstrates just a, a real intelligent understanding of human behavior. But I think sometimes these these details can get lost if you don't watch more than once. I was just talking about the, the gesture that usually in South Asian, so we do like just, you know, not like the shape, but it just put yeah, it's like palm to palm. Exactly, palm together and mm-hmm. then just gesture and I was just curious about that as well. But when you told me about like the gym, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah, better. yeah, that they took the gesture that is a common behavior. And that is in Thai, that's called why. Is that right? Why? Yeah, so they took the why gesture and just modified it for the themes of the movie. Mm. On my first watch, it was like, what is this thing? And then on my second watch, <laughs> it's like, that's a nice touch. Mm. <laughs> well <Yeah>. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that until you told me. It's like, oh, okay, that's a gem. It's okay. Yeah, I think like they did a they did an okay job, particularly. So I think like in the research perspective, mostly I will look to the form of the naga or the dragon. Mm. Was it like how they move and the characters and the behavior, and then you know representation of that most of the time. Apart from like you know rice paddy field or something like that, and it landscape i think they did a good job and then also like i was talking about the boat trip right so if you see the map of mekong river it looks really similar to the the river in kumandra as well if you hmm. look at it but it's 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 a longer one it's yeah so i don't think it's anything in the research perspective it's mostly like uh the story itself it's not anything <laughs> related to folklore or anything at all but maybe a little bit of like you know kind of uh, about the naka and the relationship between the naka and uh, the dragon and then the people hmm. 
But other than like that, so the story is not like particularly appealing to to the research. But the we talk about like the elements, right? The food and then the you know the scene or like the elements in there or the something that they show. They might you know that it's a good way to look at in terms of research perspective, like that it's represented well or kind of idea or something like that. Yeah. I think we've uh, had a really good discussion. Yeah, thanks again for being here with us, Piawat, and giving us your extra time. You're welcome. As always, you can follow us at GodMovPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also contact us or donate on our website, godsandmoviemakers.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing. Until next time. I'm Joe Scales. And I'm Katie Turner.